Welcome to Dakota Grappler Live. Your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. We will bring you coach interviews, individual rankings and results. News at all levels. Great conversation, wrestling mindset, and more. Now here's your host, John Gums. Hey, everybody out there. This is John Gums, Dakota Grappler Live. Got some special guests for you tonight. We're going to have some fun talking wrestling with Monty and Milo Trusty, uh, legends of the sport in North Dakota. Um, I followed them since I was eight and nine years old. In fact, I always wished I was in their club when I was young because I would have done anything to wrestle 24-7. But I was in a small town, and we we didn't have the same ability. And these guys... Um, we're going to get into that history. I tell you what, I love these guys that they're, what they're doing for the sport and what they've done for the sport in the past. They're both in Colorado right now. And if you look up trusty in Colorado, it's all over the newspapers. Monty's done phenomenal things for the sport. Uh, many state champions, guys that are going D one. There's so many, so many things. Milo, he's Mandan's first uh, wrestling champion, state champion for where I coached many years. He's on the board, the first guy on the board in the room, Milo Trusty. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And he wrestled at Valley City State in college. Um, trying to think of all the things I know. He's same place my dad went to school, teaching school. He actually was the first wrestling coach at Century High School, if I remember right, head coach. Yep. So when Century started their new high school, he was the first coach there. And he was also the first coach at University of Mary for wrestling. He's got a lot of firsts and phenomenal record. And so the first person, you know, everybody knows everybody on here, but this is going to turn into a podcast. So if anybody out there has questions, feel free to ask. Um, we are live both on Facebook and you can also retrieve this from YouTube or ask any questions. We'll get several people on here, but I want to go straight to Milo before I even go to Bill. Uh, Milo, tell me right The first question I want to ask you is who started you in wrestling or how did you get involved in wrestling? To <clears throat> uh, I was at Mandan High School and it was early November and I was just leaving the building. And I was as I was leaving, there was a guy standing by the door waiting for me. And uh, his name was Kenny Clouston. He's still in Mandan and he couldn't, he didn't know what my name was for sure. He called me Trusky. He said, <laughs> he said uh, Hey, Trusky, uh, you want to go out for wrestling? <laughs> and I said, sure. And that was it. <laughs> and what year was that? Uh, 1960. 1960. Yep. Okay. I, I was 15 years old. Okay. And now there's always crazy stories about, about some of Milo Trusty's stories going way back. Now, what what took you to the next level? When did, when did you really start feeling that you were learning the sport and and wanted to wrestle beyond high school and all those things? Uh, well, it, it just uh, I wasn't good at sports. Um, of course, my mom was a single mother and she had four kids and. There was nobody to, I was the oldest, so there was nobody to play catch with or any of that. So I couldn't do other sports much. And uh, wrestling just was fun from the first minute. And uh, I've loved it ever since. I mean, it's just, I can't get enough of it, but uh, I mix it up with other things. <laughs> so uh, tell us, Oh, okay. Let's just, I want to, 
tell us when you got to Valley City State. Um, you know, some of your teammates. Let's or actually go straight to let's go high school. I wanted you to throw a couple names out there. Some of the people that were in right with man well, with you. Well, your dad was on that team. Okay. Um, Marlon Schlager. Uh, he lives in Jamestown. Uh, Del Schwartz. Uh, Dennis Freestead. Bud Schmitz. Just to name a few of the guys that uh, Bud refereed a long, a long time. And um, Del Schwartz coached out in California, and Dennis Freestead coached at Valley City High School. Yeah. So there's some of the guys from that team back then. Uh, Joe Welder, he coached at West Fargo. Uh, you know, John Welder. John Welder was on that team. He helped at Century uh, when, when you guys were wrestling. Yep. You remember John? Very well. So uh, uh, that gives you an idea who all was on that. Well, here's one of the big things that people didn't realize, that in the 70s and 80s, with Valley City being a teaching school, and it lasted even into the 2000s, it was about 80% of the coaches in the state were somehow connected to Valley City State. Yeah. It, and so... The, the connection. And so when Valley City dropped their wrestling program um, in the in early middle 90s from Title IX, uh, it was a disastrous for coaching in the state of North Dakota. Yeah, we had a really high percentage of coaches in that state in North Dakota, too, actually. Mm -hmm. Very true. Well, I'm going to ask you a ton of questions. I want to go to Monty. Uh, Monty, introduce yourself to people out there and then tell them where you're at and where you're coaching. Uh, Monty, trust me. Everybody knows Monty is just Monty. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm out in Windsor, Colorado, and uh, been coaching uh, Windsor High School. I think this is my 12th year or 13th, somewhere in there. So Windsor is. Uh, Fort Collins, most, or if you know Denver, it's an hour north of Denver. So you go straight up I-25, and it's a little town of about, well, I guess we're about 40,000 now. When I first moved here, we are about 20,000, so. So how did you get involved with the Windsor program? Well, I just, I just live, I've lived here, and then um, there was a coach that had coached there, I don't know, 25 years. 20 years, something like that. And, um, he retired. And, um, when I found out he retired, I just called the school. <laughs> so would you like to help out? Yeah. And before that I was, I was helping out at Loveland high school, which is a little <laughs> bit East or I mean, excuse me, West, Southwest of Windsor. And I was just helping out with them. And, um, Found out the uh, Windsor job was, or the coach was retiring, and I just called the school, and then kind of that was. That was the start and still there. That was the start, yeah. Well, how, how about the Colorado Mat Pack? When did that start? Uh, we started Mat Pack the same year I took the Windsor job. Okay. Because Mat Pack is such a great name. I mean, it, it it's it's known everywhere. And so when I heard there was Mat um, Colorado Matt Pack, I knew you guys had to be involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we haven't had that in the last, I suppose it's been five or six years now. Okay. So another uh, family moved in 
and his name is uh, Ben Vombar. Uh, he was a couple-time All-American at Boise State, and he was the assistant coach at UNC. He moved in and brought his kids to Windsor High School, and he had a he started a club called Bear Cave. Okay. So instead of competing, we just I was like, hey, let's you take this and you know uh so he has a he has a beautiful facility right here in windsor and he does all our pre-season and post-season training and um it's helped me a lot just to free up time when my professional career (laughs) needs my attention sure so it's been a blessing well, I tell you what, running both a club, you, you do need the feeder program for yourself, but to do them both and coach the high school is almost an impossible task. Yeah, it, it was tough. But we didn't have a choice because there was there was nothing there prior to that. So we got it rolling, and then um, he, I, I believe he has about 200 kids. Oh. They come from everything from northern Colorado down to the northern part of Denver, and they travel all over to to, to uh, convene at his workout facility. Okay, and then so he's got a private place that's open for wrestling. Stuff. Yeah, right on his property. Okay. Yeah. Because that was one of the biggest things we had to get over with COVID is getting out of the schools. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of been one of the biggest things in the state of North Dakota, that the clubs, uh, Matt Pack finally got their own place. If I just just this year, yeah, I thought I knew that. Yep, and then where is it? It is just south of basically Main Street. There's kind of the underpass on Washington. It's about a half half block to the east, right after you go under Main Street there in Washington. It's kind of there used to be a recruiter place for the National Guard and a kind of like a hockey, but it was kind of a little strip mall there. And they, they took over a place, and it's beautiful. Yeah, I think Mad Pack is uh, 42 years old now. <laughs> this is running on their 43rd year. That's correct. Yep. Yeah. That 1978 team. Now, w- let's talk history, Mad Pack. And then then I want to talk to Bill for a second. No, Bill will have a ton of questions. But going back, uh, tell me why you started the club and, and what, was, what was your original goal with starting the club and – this is the, like the biggest club that's happened in North Dakota and always has been, Matt Pack. So tell us how Matt Pack, how did you come up with the name maybe and how did you start it? Well, uh, I think it was Monty, me, Terry, and Troy Steiner were riding horses one day out by their place. And we're all trying to figure out a name. And then I, I, I came up with the name Matt Pack and they all liked it right away. So we just stuck with it. Okay. Instead of naming it after a school or a town, we wanted it so anyone could join it, although most of the kids were from Bismarck Mandan, mm-hmm. mostly Bismarck. Do you remember? I look at that. I've, I tried to find that picture, the original. You got the Matt Pack picture, the 78 team, and I recognized so many of the faces, and I couldn't find it before tonight. <laughs> I've seen it several times. I was going to get a hold of Lance Potter. He, I know he's got a copy of it. Do you, yeah. you, do you have a copy of that original 1978? Yeah. I, well, let's see. I have a, a picture with 110 guys on it. 
that we took one time. Um, I don't know about 1978, though. Yep. Uh, but the guys from that time are on this big poster. Okay. But yeah, that it had the Cedarstroms on there. I'm going to throw a few names on there. Had yeah. those original Cedarstroms. Had had Pudwell on there. Had yeah. Kringleys. Other names you know. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other ones. There was, Renner. yep, Renner. Renner's. Yep. And Renner was just the, probably the smallest kid on that thing. Yep. Because yeah. Renner was probably. He was actually small at one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's the McCormick boys were on there. McCormick's, yep. Oh, Trying gosh. to think. I know that some of the St. Mary's wrestlers that wrestled later at St. Mary's. Uh, uh, well, Steidler. Steidler. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I do have several things. So I'll let uh, Bill introduce himself and get a, get a small question out to you right away here. Yeah. Um, well, it's just, just, it's a treat. You know, I mean, going back, I, like I mentioned before, I, I went uh, to a wrestling camp at, at BJC back in the, in the mid seventies and, and that Milo ran. And uh, then as time went on and, you know, I was able to watch the century teams and, and just see what he did. And, and uh, you know, it was always kind of had this felt like I had this connection with him and I, and that was, never being able to be a part of the mat pack. Right. I mean, I grew up in Fargo. I was in Grand Forks at the time that I came to the camp, but um, so, you know, this is, this is kind of a treat and it was, it was fun uh, to me, you know, to kind of follow what you guys have done on Colorado. I know last year I, uh, there was a kind of a mic'd up uh, segment that was going on during the state tournament that Monty did. I think that was last year. Was that last state tournament 2020 maybe? Yeah. Um, and uh, that was that was pretty cool, and I uh, shared that with you know a lot of people in the you know in the state that I that I saw. So that you know just a little background and stuff that it's been it's been fun to kind of watch. So, but I, I guess I do have a question when you you know when you first started that can that club, you know what was the goal? What were you planning on competing? How how much summer wrestling were you seeing or were you doing in the in the state or in the region? Well. The reason I started the club was I wanted partners for Monty because all the time before that, see, he was about eight when I started the club. And all the times before that, I could maybe find one guy here or there, like Jason Pudwell. There was a few others, but it was really hard to find partners. I had done about all I could with them because of size and he needed people his weight and that's why I started it and uh, Terry and Troy joined and then this this guy joined and that guy joined and then I was coaching at one of the you know Bismarck had that program where after the season the wrestlers and the coaches would go to different schools sure and I was down on the south side and Cedar Shrooms were down there and there was about a dozen guys Lance Potter and uh, Christensen and those guys. So I take Monty there when I would coach. And then those guys kind of joined in the mat pack when that first started. So there was like, all of a sudden we had 20, 25 guys. And uh, at first my goal wasn't to have 
an actual uh, club. I was just coaching like I was coaching a group of guys before that. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, a lot of the guys that wrestled at Bismarck High, I coached them before the season. And um, so I always did. But then I thought, well, let's do a club because USA Wrestling decided to have a state tournament. So then we became us, believe it or not, us and center North Dakota became the first two USA wrestling clubs in the state. Jer Jerry Madden. Madden. Yeah, Madden. Yep, Madden. So yep. he really he really helped the USA uh, project. And so that's how it got started. Then we quickly had 50 guys and we took them all to the state and all 50 placed. It was in Minot. Uh, yeah, in Minot, yep. Yep. And and uh, the refs were just learning freestyle on the spot. But it was great. And then later, Monty and I, or Terry and Troy and Monty, we do clinics before the matches, uh, before the tournament started, to teach everybody the technique. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, we knew we, nothing about freestyle when I grew no, up. It, yeah, was, it was all folk style. Knew, and I had wrestled a lot in freestyle and Greco in Oregon for two years. So... I wanted everybody to learn it because if we were going to go to the regionals, which is seven states, tough states, Midwest, then we we have to have the people in our state that could do the technique. So that's that's how why that got going. Okay. No, because I I was impressed so much because I remember you guys were so good at headlocks, and so my dad my dad being class B is going. What you're getting thrown in the headlock again? <laughs> and he learned he had to learn. My first loss in any style of wrestling, freestyle, was to Jason Pudwell. I beat him in a tournament in center just probably a couple of weeks previous. And then for some reason, I took second at state that year, just Jason Pudwell. And he he had a front head, and you I didn't know nothing. I always shot, and then he did a front hole head and a roll. And yeah. He scored points. He didn't even get get behind me, you know. He, <laughs> yeah. you know and they ended up losing like by one point. And they were waiting because here's what Matt Pack did: it's it brought camaraderie to the sport too. Because you guys had 30 people around the mat. We're, Jason Pudwell and I had the last match of the whole tournament. All the mats are rolled yeah. up, and the whole Matt Pack. And we have our 14 Napoleon kids, and Matt Pack's got like 40, 50. I don't know. It was a crowd of just little kids cheering on, and I lost. I'm going, never again am I going to lose <laughs> to, to somebody that I didn't think was a good wrestler because he couldn't score on me except for that front head roll. And I'm going, I didn't think you got any points. That's, but that's an eight-year-old thinking. <laughs> yeah, you can score without control. Yep. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. So that that was the style. So then first time I, my dad brought me up to wrestle with you guys, I was up at the Armory. Where did you guys practice to start? Like up at BSC? Oh, we, we practiced – almost every uh, wrestling room in Bismarck, Mandan. Well, Bismarck. Uh, I did coach at Mandan, too, for a while. But we coached, we had it at BJC, we had it yep. at Hughes, we had it at Century, we had it at Bismarck High. We had it at two or three different off-site buildings like they have now. 
so it, whenever we'd lose one spot, we'd have to find another one. It was tough. Okay. Uh, but I remember Mary, we coached, we even had it up there for a while. But then that same year we went to nationals and we kind of drove down the same time and went to Wisconsin. This goes back to, I don't know if you remember that, but we went, we went out to, oh, if it wasn't on the other side of like Madison, Wisconsin, and we wrestled there. Where was it? Lacrosse. Lacrosse. Yep. Lacrosse. Yeah. Yep. We went there, went to nationals with you in Bettendorf, Iowa with you guys at the same time. We went to uh, Nebraska together to Grand Island. Oh. Um, I'm trying to think of all the different times because it was kind of interesting. I think Springfield, Illinois was in yep. there. Another one. And it was kind of funny because you guys had the little carpool. McCormick's would drive a vehicle and then someone else would and a few parents, dads. I don't yeah. know. I, I didn't think I saw my dad all weekend except for how the rest of was going. <laughs> you know, when we first started, uh, the guys would all get in the back of Tim Steiner's pickup and he had a little topper on it. And we'd have 15 guys in the back at 20 below zero. Hmm. You, you you know, you, you get to be good friends when you got to joke around and visit while you're on your way to center North Dakota. <laughs> so that's what made our team close is traveling together like that. Tim, Tim really got that going mm -hmm. as far as parents goes. Yep. I remember you, you scaring some kids in center that first year. Maybe you remember this or not, but a couple of your wrestlers center has a pool. And, and there was a couple of your kids that are getting called for matches and they disappeared. They're over in the pool. Oh. <laughs> and, and it was you because we had to find Shannon Johnson and Shannon Johnson decided he was going to go swimming. He had time for a while. And then it was with a couple of Mad Pack kids. <laughs> in the well, Sh Shannon wrestled for me at Mary a couple of years, but that first day tournament, Monty and Shannon Johnson wrestled in the finals. Of okay. The first, first freestyle. Yeah. So we, we cross paths a lot. Shannon is a unique person. I tell you what, because he, my dad basically pulled him off the milk farm. His, they, they milk, they're milkers and yeah. such a strong kid, but just a goofball, complete goofball as a kid. I, I got to tell one little story. So we're taking them down to Iowa for the national tournament. My dad, my grandpa, and myself. And Shannon hadn't been anywhere. And we're driving down the road, and this biker comes by. And this biker, he's all kind of, uh, it looks like bugs have hit him. You know, he's been just all over the road, you name it. And we stop at this rest area, and he goes, he says to my dad, because he's got to be seven years old maybe. He goes, man, that biker's dirty. But uh, I saw him chewing gum. Do you have any gum? And for some reason, there was a piece of gum that was sticking on the side of the car. And he goes, that biker spit it out. Oh, and he grabbed he grabbed the gum off the car and started eating it. <laughs> but but Shan, Shannon Johnson, yep. And he, we took him down there. He was very strong, willing, willing to learn. And it was just a fun, fun time. Same thing my dad wanted. He wanted to find someone as a partner. Shannon and I did a lot of wrestling early on. Well, yep. you know, both his boys wrestled in the Mad Pack, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, definitely. He brought it back a lot of the Napoleon people. Definitely. Actually, Monty got to wrestle in the first USA uh, Cadet National Tournament. 
Okay. He wrestled, uh, uh, what was it, Mott? Uh, 90, what was it? You 99. Were, you wrestled one weight in freestyle and was in the next weight down in yeah. Greco. <laughs> Where was that at? Uh, Battle Creek, Michigan. Okay. So back when they first started, you had to take uh, the top four in one of the regions to qualify for the cadet nationals. And then they did it just like everything else, four against one first round, okay. two threes, and then I think it was a 16. I, it wasn't a very big bracket, but there wasn't any fluff in there. Right. Well, here's here's what's crazy. Monty and I never did wrestle. All, all the years, Monty's always smaller than me. Well, no kidding. I'm actually smart too. If he's well, Matthew is only 80, 80 pounds, eighty-five pounds wrestling uh, in high school. Yep. Yeah, I was. I weighed ninety my freshman year in high school. Yep. I I forget how small you were because you were a, you were a middleweight. Yeah, I'm now a heavyweight, but yeah, yeah. I'm a middleweight now, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, wrestling Terry and Troy Steiner, I I met them every weekend. We went somewhere. You know, one of those guys, or or a Lance Potter, or even I wrestled John Corwin at a tournament, and John was a big kid, really yeah. big kid. Oh, yeah. Um, but you start thinking of all these things back. But the first time I remember watching Monty wrestle was at the Fargo Open. And this is when we're coming from Napoleon. And so I'm a fourth grader. So Monty must be a third grader at that time. And I had a huge bracket. It was like 32 pages. And get done. And I won the tournament. And I'm walking out. And Monty's got one that's like five pages long. <laughs> he, is, he just happened to be in the bracket that had like 50 kids in it. And I'm going, oh, Dad, don't brag about mine. I only had, I only had 30 kids in mine. Monty had 50 or whatever it was. And I just remember carrying these long sheets. And it was black points. Remember those old black points? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, Bill, Bill asked about what our schedule was back then, how much we wrestled. Uh, uh, March and April, you know, we'd wrestle about two months before state. That was it. You know, we didn't wrestle that long. And then we'd have a break for a week or so. And then we'd, as a club, or anybody that wanted to come, like uh, sometimes we'd get other guys from other schools that wanted to train with us. You know, Mandan used to come over uh, and train with us. Uh, but we really only worked out two months, then a week break or two, depending on how far the region was. And then we trained for three weeks two or three weeks for the regionals and then we were done. Yep. So, you know, we didn't really wrestle that much, but uh, what we did do in the room was got pretty intense because the group of guys we had, none of them would want to give up a takedown. So it was war every day. Oh yeah, definitely. I had more fun watching practice than going <laughs> to a tournament. Yep. yep. Well, Chris Hermes has a good thing. You guys remember Chris wrestled for Williston they ended up being the first class A father-son state champs. It was that same year, 1987, and then another Williston kid upset Monty there in the finals. Monty doesn't like hearing that from but they, <laughs> thanks, thanks yeah, well. But they ended up being father-son state champs, yes, just a little bit later. Yep. 
I tell you what, that was a little battle. Williston guys also they 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 were studs in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, they they were probably the best single leggers of any teams I've seen. They were really good at the single. Yeah, Chris's dad actually was the coach in Williston for many years. Big and strong too. Oh, yeah, they're all strong. So true. Tough, tough kids. No, I'm I'm trying to think of the guy that I actually cut weight to get away from a Williston kid. Then he broke his collarbone against actually I think Cedarstrom is who he broke. He was wrestling against Bismarck High. That was my sophomore year. What the heck was his name? I'll remember it too because he's like a biker dude now. <laughs> Chris, if you remember who that would have been in. Been been eighty six. He was he was probably the number one guy at about one thirty eight, and man, he was just put together. Remember him? Up oh, there it is, Tony Mitchell. Tony yeah. Mitchell was a complete stud, and he was about five foot six and about a hundred hundred pounds of muscle, and the rest was gristle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was just tough as nails. And then he he broke his arm or, or dislocated his shoulder collarbone or something right before state and I had already cut down and then Mike Johnson ended up doing well then instead because Mike went up to 38 and wrestled when I biggest mistake I probably ever made and then <laughs> several other people get on here is another one yep hi from Keith Lang to you Milo from the Langs yeah oh well, uh, people get on yeah yeah uh, we spent a lot of time together yeah yep yeah it's another guy that I tell you what, that I saw him improve just technique wise. Cause I know he was getting a lot of training from you was when he was young. All of a sudden, do you remember Bismarck had the rule that eighth graders could not wrestle and until after Christmas, if they weren't good enough. And then he came on the, as a storm on the, on the mat all of a sudden for Bismarck high and had any matches and won the rotary that opening weekend for him. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Here's a couple other ones. Yeah, Scotty Glazer. Oh, Scotty Glazer, another one. And those, uh, I trained three of them together. Simberger from Mandan. Okay. And Scotty and Lang. So they would come up preseason before my college practice. Uh, and I'd train those three together. Three um, studs. That's Elijah. That that which it no, not Elijah. Oh, uh, Josiah. Josiah. Okay. Josiah ended up winning the state. Yep. I think he got taken down four times first period, <laughs> but he still ended up winning it. It was tough, really tough goal. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I trained those three together. Um, well, how it all started is uh, Travis said, "I wanna." He was an eighth grader. Mm -hmm. said, I want to get on the team at Bismarck. And I said, okay, uh, you know how hard you're going to have to work. And he said, yeah. And then Scotty was like a year younger. And then after a week or two, he says, I want to make the team. So I said, okay, we got to go a little tougher. And then he, a week later, he says, I want to go to state. And I said, well, we got to work harder. And then you, you willing to do that? And he said, finally, he said, I want to win the state. And I said, okay, you got to work out like a senior. And he did. And uh, yep. he ended up win winning the state. Then he took second. And then his second year, he uh, thought he was 
unstoppable and he never trained like he did before. And his dad said, uh, what do we do with him? And I said, let him lose. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did. Hmm. He lost by one point in the finals. And then the next year, his dad said, uh, well, what, what's he going to do this year? And I said, he said, will he shoot? <laughs> That's why he lost. I said, yeah, he'll shoot. And he got 10 takedowns at least every match that never lost a match for three years. Mm-hmm. And then Scotty Glazer was really good. He won it, I don't know, five times, something like yeah. that. And it wasn't easy every year, but. Nope. You put it, put in the time it. and the work. Can yeah. You put in the time and the work and uh, like right now, I'm not coaching any high school. I was lucky enough to coach with Monty for 12 years at Windsor. And that was probably the greatest fun I ever had right there. And uh, I got to see Monty surpass me as a coach by far. And uh, so it rules <laughs> changed. I started it's, learning from him. Well, here's, here might be a tough question. I haven't got to Monty enough here, but uh, who's, who's the tougher coach in the room? You or you or him? Me or him? Yep. He is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, when when I tell the guys the old man's coming down the hill, <laughs> uh, they they know to get ready that day. <laughs> I'm yep. an hour. I'm an hour up the mountain from them. Uh, at 8,000 feet, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, when I say down the hill, it takes him about an hour, hour and a half to get down to the school. (laughs) They all knew the schedule when he was coming down. It was like, yeah, I'm I'm pretty relaxed, actually. Okay. As a coach. Yeah, Monty's easygoing. He's really, that's a good way to be. But if the problem with me is, even if a guy never wrestled before and he's not doing the things just right, I'll stop it and show it and do it again. And I know we should be just focusing on the top guys. And uh, that's one of the things I had to learn as I had to back off a little on that. Monty taught me that. Mm-hmm. Chris, I don't, know, I don't know if I actually learned it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Windsor's about one hour north of Denver is yeah. where it's at, Chris. Yep. Good question. No, uh, I tell you what, coaching styles, if you had, you know, to pick, you know, who, who you kind of tried to model around Milo or was there anybody as you, as you grew up that you, you idolized as a coach and kind of followed their model or you just kind of figured it out on your own? What did you? Oh, I, I never learned a lot of outside technique in high school and college. I kind of had to make up everything as I went and, uh, became my own system. Mm-hmm. So, so now when you start the kids, what kind of mindset are you trying to put them in? Um, you know, is it, is it one where, you know, working hard pays off? Is it consistency? You know, when somebody like you said, Travis came in and said, you know, I want to be on the team and doing it. What, what are you doing mentally with these guys? Well, you know, when, when I graduated from college, I, I thought, you know, I, I feel comfortable with coaching technique, but I felt that what I was missing is I had never been taught 
how to build mind power. And so I had to figure that out myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, so what I did is I would, I would do things that would make me give in training wise. For example, if I did a thousand jump ropes after practice and I got, well, the first four or five nights I did that, I made it. But the next night, Coach Lemnis had me go against five guys in a row that were all fresh. So that night I was shot and I had to do my thousand jump ropes, right? So I got to 600 and I got, I, I had a question in my mind, a doubt. So I had to start over. I got to 800 and I had a question in my mind. Uh, I don't feel like I'm going to make it. And I had to start over again. Nobody except me could make me do it. And I, I finally made it. So I found out if you want, if a kid wants something bad enough, he, he needs to train to a point where he's ready to give up. And then you got to have a way to fight through. For example, I'd put Travis Lang and Scotty Glazer on the Aerodyne after practice. And I'd, I'd say, okay, one minute, we're going to do a one minute go or a two minute go. And then as they're going and once they're tired, I'd say, keep it above eight, which I watched to see, and they were barely keeping it at eight. And I said, if you drop below eight, you have to start over. And that's where the mind power comes in. And they would fight and fight and fight to keep it above eight or whatever number I picked. So one day after practice, they had left like a half hour ago and I went out outside and they were sitting in their car. And I go, why haven't you guys left? <laughs> Travis said, uh, I can't put the clutch in. <laughs> his, legs his, his legs were so tired, he couldn't put the clutch in. And, you know, that's just one thing what I'm talking about. Or Monty would have guys leapfrog, shoot through their legs, leapfrog, shoot through their legs. And then he'd say, okay, you got to do so many in a minute. And Monty, tell him the story of the one guy that would be one short of getting that done. Yeah, just a guy that he would stop at. He was a big guy, so we set it at 23 for him, and he'd go do 21 or 22 every time and then stop. And we stayed there for an hour and a half. Everyone <laughs> left. We stayed there for an hour and a half, and he did – couple hundred of them and finally he did 23 and we said okay now we're done <laughs> and he ended up yeah. being the state champ down here so <laughs> yeah he was it was great no i i still that's that's probably the toughest part of the aspect that i as a coach of trying to find that next level for some kids and yeah. you know you train them hard you give them technique and they have to have the will in their own heart sometimes you can't put that in there and that's that's the part where I would love to take that, how do you say that extra drive, but I can't do it myself, you know. So you have to find that special turn, turn the corner gear, which I have I've always had that difficulty as a coach that I'd love to have been been at that level. One lucky thing we had at Matt Pack 
is we had guys that would show that in matches and tournaments and, and the guys that were watching would go, well, I, I've scored on him several times. I, I should be at that level too. And they would grow into that level. Um, but, you know, I thought Mad Pack was just your normal everyday club when I was coaching it. And, you know, years later, I look back and Monty and I have talked about it. It's, it was pretty, pretty much incredible. The junior national champs that came out of that. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. The history of Mad Pack, if you really put it all together, it's not, it's not even funny how, how many state champs have come out of there. Kids wrestling, all the towns it's helped, um, you know, going to college, getting scholarships. It's, it's an immeasur immeasurable the, the amount of what wrestling's done for, for those people. Definitely. So it's, it's a fine line. Um, if you're what, what Monty and I both did uh, at the end of practice, we'd say he would do it too. I didn't just do it is we'd say, okay, practice is done. As far as what we're concerned now, you guys decide what you got left to do. So then the exhaust, really killer exhaust training at the end became from them. Okay. And if it comes from them, it's easier to take. And everybody will follow because they, you know, we decided this, not coach. Mm -hmm. And uh, both of us have do that a lot. And uh, that helps. Okay. So I, I'm not, the COVID has kind of screwed me up for coaching, but um, I'm still coaching and probably more right now than ever. I have a grandson named Leo that's going to be 11 next month. And him and I wrestle four times a week. <laughs> and he's never, he doesn't have access to a club. He doesn't have access. He's a fifth grader, so he doesn't, he's not in middle school yet. So to get him in case he gets, in case he likes it and he wants to wrestle in middle school, uh, him and I are working out together. <laughs> and, and we're having fun and that's one big ingredient you guys asked about that mm -hmm. um, and uh, to me there's a lot in working out that's funny you fool a guy it's funny and you have to <laughs> laugh or if he fools you it's funny and you gotta laugh and that Monty and I had that our whole life and Terry and Troy, we, we all had that, but Monty and I especially, uh, when we'd be working out or wrestling each other, um, <laughs> we just sit down and start laughing because something happened, you know, like mm -hmm. one of our a guy's foot would go through the sheetrock or your <laughs> head would go through sheetrock or your elbow and we'd write down their name and the date in the sheetrock what what happened oh yeah you had you had about a, how big was that room in your house that the wrestling mat was in 12 by 12 12 by 12 yeah, <laughs> that's what i have now when i wrestle with leo it's 12 by 12 so we got to be <laughs> careful because we don't have walls uh you know glass and rock and stuff so it's, <laughs> i got more. my hands full yeah. <laughs> yep. 
Well, that is pretty cool. You'd be able to do that. That's one thing. If I look back, if I could have coached with my dad, I think that would have been really special. I'm, I'm, yeah. I, I tell you what, that between you two being able to do that, that must have been awesome. Yeah. Definitely. Well, then I want to talk just a little bit about your college experience uh, coaching out at University of Mary. Now, you guys, you you came back. There was a little celebration for you. Was that already a, two years ago? Time flies. But uh, tell me, how did you get out at University of Mary and start coaching there? And what was your biggest hurdles that you had to take to get where you're at? You, you're so close to winning a national championship out there. Um, you've had, in fact, somebody number one on the ladder and two in the Olympic ladder when it was all said and done, Kerry Bowman. Yeah. And tell, tell me, tell me your process out of University of Mary, how that all started and a little bit there. Well, I, at the beginning, I didn't really get a lot of scholarships. Well, I never did get a lot of scholarships. <laughs> but, uh, uh, I had enough to get 10 guys, one for each weight. And uh, we ended up six and five for the year. And uh, actually, five guys qualified for nationals. And one, one place. The 88... 87, 80, 88 year was your first 80, year. Right? 1988, yeah. Yep. So um, we had a pretty good start, but then I, the the recruiters that helped me recruit, um, I had to change that later. I said, okay, we're, we're not going to tell them it's easy anymore or that it's not really going to be difficult. Because that was kind of left out. Mm -hmm. So all 10 quit. So actually, I started over in the next year, completely, 100%. And I mean, those were good guys, and they would have done great. But they didn't want to go in the morning, so we did like morning and afternoon practice all in one which I changed. We did mornings then after that. But I, I started saying, okay, look, this, if you don't want to be a national champ or a national placer and you aren't willing to work for it, then I can't use you. But if you're willing to do that, I want you on my team. I don't care what you did ever, ever in your life. Like I had one guy uh, from Dolan, South Dakota, um, he had come to me as a junior and he wanted to be on our team. Well, the next year he took six and stayed in South Dakota. And he said, do you still want me? And I said, well, are you still willing to work like you told me last year? And he said, yeah. And I said, I want you. Well, he became like a three-time national placers and got in the national finals. And he's an surgeon now. <laughs> you know, I mean... That's, that's pretty much it. It doesn't matter what you've done. If, you're, if, if we got kind of that attitude in the room, what, what, what happened was as time went on, I, I got guys that were willing to work and then the rest had to follow. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like Monty's Windsor team. There's, there's, there's guys that want to work and then the rest of the team has to follow. They... They just get left behind. Mm -hmm. Like last year, there's that was like the most incredible year I've ever been associated with. 
Monty puts the season together. He can tell you how he lines it up, how he plans. He plans every practice ahead of time. He plans the schedule. He plans what what duels we're going to train right through and crush them anyway and and uh, when to back off and be fresh for state. He's the master planner of all that. You know, you, if you're interested in asking about how how you do that, right? I mean, you probably don't have time for all that, but uh, <laughs> it, it, there's a certain way to do that, mm-hmm. and he knows he's the best at that. He's the best at getting the right schedule for the right team and the right training. Uh, when you go hard, when you go easy. Okay, so Monty, where did you start? Uh, like mastering your your coaching, because basically you know starting into a program, writing stuff down. I look back at my high school experience, and I honestly don't think we were coached like we could have been. You know, uh, we learned what Terry and Troy Steiner learned at camps. <laughs> you know, a lot of times in practice, we were taught by our own guys in the room, which can be good. But uh, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, what how how do you kind of mold your your season? I'd like to get into that, Monty. Oh, I don't know if I have mastered anything yet. So. <laughs> yeah, he has. <laughs> just uh, just every year's team's different, so there's nothing that transfers over from the previous year to the next year. So you, do you strict to the stay strict to the basics, teaching them skills first? Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't go. Um, I mean, we we kind of you know rely on them taking responsibility and doing their pre and postseason wrestling. And when they come into the wrestling room, normally our official chassis start date is November 11th. I mean, we start training that day. Okay. Not, we don't start practice. We start training that day. So, and we've always, my philosophy is you set the room at the fastest horse. So whoever's the fastest horse, that's what I'm going to set the pace of the room to. And then, um, you know, it's 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 tough for some of the young guys or the inexperienced guys. And if they stay with it, they 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 grow at a fast rate. But uh, I just believe you're leaving things out for those guys if you back off for the bottom third of the team. So I mean, that's just what I've kind of done over the years. Mm-hmm. Where, where do you consider your, your toughest position is? Are you a lot of feet, uh, like on your feet wrestling on the mat? Well, over the years, when I first took the program over, we just, we just had to have, we didn't have a lot of talent. We just, we just got in really good shape and we just wrestled on our feet. Nobody knew how to wrestle. Um, we just pushed the pace and exhausted guys. Now we just let guys wrestle where they're strong and we have the a couple main areas where we're strict at and they're just all the basics stance hand fighting positioning hustle mm-hmm. um and then wrestle where you're strong and not try to change anybody's style you know obviously if you remember i mean we're takedowns are my favorite so uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's still the same. I think our 
I think we have the top takedown record in the state of Colorado, like the top five for the 90 years that it's, as a, as a team throughout the season, they keep track of that. But, you know, in the last couple of years, we've just had hammers on top. So, I mean, it just, if that's where they want to wrestle, then that's where they wrestle. So how many assistant coaches do you have and how many, how many people helping you in your program? Um, on a regular base, there's, I mean, dad was in there. I had, a um, Ben Charrington, um, NCAA national champ from Boise state head coach at U Northern Colorado. He's in our room. Uh, I have a couple older wrestlers that went through the program that help out with the JV program and, um, young guys that come in and wrestle and volunteer coaches. Um, but mostly it was dad and I overall this, this stretch was dad and I, and, and your, and your numbers, uh, this year we're sitting around, we're right about at 30. Okay. We have 20, over 20 freshmen. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> well, last year we graduated 10, 10, either 10 or 11 seniors. So that was the largest class I ever had. Usually it's always, most years it's been like three or four. So this year we have uh, two seniors, I think one junior and two or three sophomores and then 20 freshmen. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it's a, it's a interesting, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I tell you, Monty, you've always had this little wild side on you. How do you, how do you kind of curb that? Is that just through experience? I could tell stories that are probably, you know, could, could make people blush on here going way back. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, I I don't even know where to start. You and you and Mike McCormick together was yeah. like like ready to explode some high school high school room or oh, hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I've had plenty of those guys on my team too, and I loved them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, between you and Ted Cash, a few guys trying, you know, because it was like you and Ted Cash were like the big guy and the small guy in the room. They were going to find a way to make you laugh. Yeah, he was my he was my bodyguard. <laughs> Either Ted or Corwin, they they were my bodyguard. Okay, here's a question from Chris Hermes saying, "Sorry for the ignorance, but uh, how far did Milo go in his college career? Uh, he was like uh, younger Steiner brothers on the Century teams." I wonder if he doesn't mean Monty. Monty. Well, Monty was a national champion for Mary. Yep. And tell us what else you did, uh, Monty. You know, when you were, because your your college career kind of went all over, and then you end up with your dad. What? Yeah. What? Anything you want to tell Chris Hermes? <laughs> well, my yeah, my college career definitely was not a traditional route for sure. So, uh, out of high school. I, didn't I didn't qualify for the to get into a four-year university. So out of high school, I ended up at Northeastern Oklahoma in Miami, Oklahoma. Um, top it was a great program, tough program. Um, when I was down there, I got a Halloween 
Halloween, we were working out in Tulsa, and I got hit real hard in the stomach with a, a double leg working out with Karstetter that ended up wrestling for University of Mary. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it exploded uh, my pancreas. I got a cyst the size of a, a grapefruit on there. And from Halloween until January 1st, I think I was in the hospital. And then I got out of the hospital and I thought I could still win nationals. <laughs> and there's like a month left of the season. And I beat the guy in the wrestle offs and got to region, no matches really. And I took fifth. <laughs> so I burned a year on three matches my freshman year. Mm -hmm. And got my grades where they needed to be and transferred and wrestled up for dad, went to Mary, um, sophomore and junior year. Uh, took third as a sophomore. Lost a brain fart match in the semis, which was dumb. <laughs> and then, uh, then I finished, I went out with uh, Renner and Kringley and those guys. I finished my career out at Oregon State. Yep. So. Help Renner and Kringley. I tell you what, a couple more Matt Packers. Yeah. Yeah, yep. we all lived in the same house together. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't want to have those guys come on now and tell stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Bill, you got some more questions? We're already well, at an hour. It's amazing, guys. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Questions. You know, I, I was, I, I did. I kind of wanted to get into that little run there too of you know Monty's career through high school and college, and you know because we talk about you know where he's at now coaching, and we can talk about all the a lot of philosophy. But there's you know a lot of people watching don't you know kind of know what happened there, so it's good to good to see that you know just to hear a little little of that discussion. Um, but I think I. If, if I remember right, I was watching uh, the Gophers wrestle uh, Iowa on Friday. It didn't turn out that great for the Gophers, but those you had a kid on the Gopher team, true freshman, right? Yeah, Isaiah Salazar. Yeah, yeah, Isaiah got the go ahead to start as a true freshman for the Gophers at '84 last weekend, and man, he's just a couple seconds here or there, and a couple positions, and. Um, match could have been a little different there but good showing for him for sure I, I thought so too i mean he he looks i yeah i'd like to hear a little more about him i mean he he really looks like uh you know that's that's you know going to be one of the top kids in the country and he's right in that match and, and if it goes you know not that not that brand's got wore out or anything like that but it just seemed like he was kind of yeah. just getting rolling you know yeah and uh and i think there was a there was a chance there to still win that match if you know if it goes a little longer he he's right in that match yeah, he's a gem, boy. He's uh, he's an as he's as all around student athlete as you could ever say. I mean, his grades, his social life, and his wrestling are uh, impeccable. Oh, uh, that's great, great. Yeah, well, that's what it's going to take to to make it at that level, isn't it? At the yeah, in the Big Ten. So yeah, um, yeah it's fun to see. Have you have you had other? I'm sure you have had other college guys go on to wrestling college here in the last few years. Yeah, we got a, a lot of guys, you know, uh, a lot of the D division two schools around Colorado um, sent a couple guys up to one, sent one to Moorhead to 
Chris Nelson and uh, St. Cloud, we sent a guy to Costanzo. And then um, got a guy out at Nebraska right now, uh, Serrano. He's a four-time state champ. Okay. He, he's fighting right in there for the 33-pound spot right now as a true freshman. Um, there's an Air Force kid, a couple guys at University of Northern Colorado. So they're they're all over. They're all over the board. But not, I mean, most of them are at the Division II level, which, I mean, that's as tough as. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there's only a handful that can get to that other. So, I mean, they've done, they've, they've represented our program well at that next level. So. Yeah, I think it's important when you can help those kids move on into that. And I don't care what level it is, NAIA, Division II or Division One or Division Three. It's, and uh, there's. They're all, it's, it's all very, very valuable, you know, to those kids as, as student athletes. I've got a, I've got a son that's at the division two level right now and his his fifth year. And I mean, it's just, it's just a great experience. You know, you can't, it's just something he's going to have for a long time, right? Have it for life. And, and, and uh, it's been, it's been a great experience for him. D2 is a tough level right now. I can tell you that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's deep. It's very deep. And then I don't know this COVID deal this year, it looks like there's, you know, there's six super regionals. It's going to take the top two out of each region, super region that goes. Yeah. So, uh, and we got St. Cloud in the super region. So that tells you that we got about, there's about yeah, one spot there. left in most yeah. ways. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's tough, but it's, it's I just, yeah. I'm curious how, you know, what you've had. And I think that the, you know, when you talked about, you know, setting your practice pace, at the fastest horse, I think that's what helps develop those kids to go to that next level. And I, I that's what I was kind of thinking when you, when you mentioned it, I kind of, I, I feel that it raises all of the, you know, the old iron sharpens iron situation, but it raises everybody's level. And then they start seeing kids that move on and go into a college and wrestling. They, they might be a freshman or a sophomore and they, and they just know that that's a possibility. So. Yeah, Absolutely. Do you set your schedule that way too? Kind of, you know, based on, you know, who's going to be able to go get the toughest matches for the Isaiah Salazar's down the road. Yeah. I mean, every year our schedule's never been the same. Any of the years I've been here um, this year, I didn't get to set any schedule. Um, it, was sure. just, it was just given to us and we're total duels. Um, but like last year, I, you know, we traveled to, everywhere as, as we could find for tough matches. So those guys would stay engaged and stay training and um, knowing that they just not to be comfortable in our state or region. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, during the, over the years, I've always just set it to kind of a team. So tell us what Colorado was doing. So everybody knows for wrestling for this year. So we just really got the get-go to, to open up the season here. Officially, it started January 19th. And then our first official competition can be the 29th. So our first duel is actually Thursday, this coming Thursday. And they're allowing us 20 duels. And they're letting us have one Thursday night duel, which is traditionally like a league duel. Okay. And then usually they left weekends opened up to wherever you want to schedule but this year it's going to be quads so we'll have a duel on thursday and then a quad where 
there'll be four teams, obviously. And that's the maximum amount of teams that can be in a gym. So, and that goes, it's five weeks. So okay. four, four or five weeks. And then um, normally there's four regions in Colorado and the top four from each region qualify for state. And this year there's still four regions, but they're only taking first and second. Wow. And then state will be an eight man bracket instead of a 16 man bracket instead of a three day tournament will be a single day tournament. Mm. Okay. Oh. They so, don't do dual, dual tournament for state there. No, we do not have a dual state tournament. Okay. Yeah. Cause North Dakota is totally different. They haven't allowed any tournaments. It's been only uh, three teams for class a in a, in a gym at a time. Um, and so you can have, you can't have any quads in class a, and we are having everybody qualify. Mm. And so there's going to be a huge tournament and I'm not sure how everyone's going to be ready. That's the scary part. But now you got a 32 man bracket over, over two days, and then you're going to do a dual tournament on just Saturday with everybody that qualified for the dual too. <laughs> like three or four times more wrestling in one weekend than the yeah. entire season. Correct. And and so it doesn't make any sense to me at all. And there's and they're splitting class A and class B to two different sessions during the day. So they're going to start super early in the morning and have the B go first, and then the, the class A will go in the afternoon and into late into the evening, both Friday and Saturday, and then or Thursday and Friday. And then Saturday, it's and it's it's on way more mats too. It's on like 12 mats at one time. They're going to have the finals, two matches going at once. And so I'm kind of upset about that. Um, that makes no sense to me right. that you've, you know, you work so hard and then all of a sudden they're trying to rush you in and out of that place. <laughs> you know? And so I don't know. I wish, I wish high school activities association would listen, listen a little bit more. And I don't know who came up with this schedule. I really don't know. Kind of, kind of interesting. Mm. No, no, I tell you what, Monty, I wish you the best of luck. We know lots of things, but uh, I do kind of a last. Do you have any last questions for Milo? We could go on. For, I know we could go for hours. Because <laughs> yeah. we had a couple of last couple of weeks have been going like an hour and a half, two hours. <laughs> we don't even stop. It's, but we had Shane Sparks on last week, and it just went on forever. He's great guest. Uh, and you guys, of course, you um, the state of Colorado, I want to ask you one more thing about the state of Colorado. Where are they at compared to the rest of the region when you think of overall wrestling? Or who's who's your main competition or where, how could you compare them, the whole state? Uh, I think, well, from the time I started, um, we won some state titles in, the, I think, my third year or so. And compared to where it is now, it's it's not, we would have been a sixth or seventh place team at where it's now um it's, it's tough i mean uh when we started map pack there really wasn't any clubs there wasn't very many established clubs even just back in 2008 around here wow there there were there was but um just not not so much where we don't care where you're from just come and work out with us it was all like this high school has a club and they just work out with those high school guys Sure. When we started Mat Pack here, I mean, we had 10 or 12 different high schools coming, working out with my guys, our guys, and they were getting better, but my guys were getting better too. Mm -hmm. So, um, and there's just a really good presence of the, the youth club. It's a big, 
It's a big uh, Colorado strong in it. Pueblo, the Springs, um, Bear Cave up here, obviously. Um, so it, it's tough. I mean, there's four divisions, and each division has about 70 teams. So um, it's a tough. It's it's tough. And the only place out of state, the only place the top six. Okay. Out of oh. 70 teams. And then the regionals, there's about 17 teams. And you got to place in the top four or you don't even get to go. Yeah, I mean, a good year is, a, I mean, if you get five to seven placers, that's, that's. It's a good that, year. I don't think, I don't know if we've ever gotten more than seven placers in a year down here. Well, we should probably just mention how many state champs you had last year. Well, that was an odd year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was five, right? Yeah, we had yeah. five and then two yeah. other placers. So Yeah, that's a pretty good year. Yep. Those five uh, all won handily in the finals, except one, only one five to one. And he had a broken foot and had <sighs> to take his cast off before the match and then put on the shoe. Yeah. Oh but he wanted to be a state champ so bad. Oh yeah, that's culture. Yeah, he did. I mean, yeah, he he. That was pretty amazing what he did. That is he, pretty good. He won it with a foot sweep. <laughs> a foot sweep right to the guy's back and got five right with yeah. one move. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna get some personality questions from you guys. I call them the quick fire questions. Fire. Rapid fire questions here. Okay. You both guys can answer these questions. Just get some personality things. First question I always ask is, do you like Powerade or Gatorade? Gatorade or Powerade? I'm Gatorade. Powerade or Gatorade? Water. Water. <laughs> water. There we go. No Powerade, no Gatorade. Okay. Next I'm one. Gatorade. I'm Gatorade. Okay. <laughs> Popsicles or Dilly Bars? Neither. Yeah, I'm with Dad. I'll pass on both of them. Okay. Mama's boy or rebel? Oh, really? Rebel. <laughs> yeah, I know that. You know that answer. Yeah. <laughs> so a mama's boy, though. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, fast-paced. Oh yeah, fast-paced or consistently slow. Got to keep the pace up. Fast, fast hard pace. Fast, hard, hard pace. Okay, next one. This is for you. Are you, were you a physical or mental athlete? Well, I for surely wasn't physical. <laughs> I'm thinking you were more physical than mental. <laughs> yeah. I probably have to go <laughs> yeah. I had my most fun was fooling a guy. Okay. If I could fool him and make my takedown easier, that's that's what I wanted to do, and that was my fun. Okay. No, I make I, him think one thing was happening and something else happens and go, surprise, that's what I like. Well, it goes back to the first time you were teaching kids, reach up for that half and grab, and then you re-grab that half. Yeah, <laughs> right. I just tricked you to grab my hand. Yeah. 
Yep. Because you see guys peel the hand off all the time and say, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just tricked you. Yep, yeah. definitely. Okay, favorite holiday? Fourth of July. Yeah, Monty likes fireworks. Yeah. Like Christmas. Okay. Yeah. An old school question here. Dan Gable or Cale Sanderson? Gable all the way. Gable for me too. Yep. Old school guys for sure, Gable people. But I would like to be a fly in the room in Sanderson's room over the last few years and just listen to what he's told his wrestlers. Yeah, I would like to learn from him. Yep, exactly. Favorite number? One. Seven. Seven. Lucky number seven. Number one, mine has always been two for a takedown. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And not second place, second place, but one one is pretty good too. That makes okay. How about this one for you, Monty and Milo? Favorite wrestler you or best wrestler you ever wrestled? Oh, uh, mine is uh, Hazel Winkle. The twins from okay. uh, oh yeah, Cloud. yeah, from Albertville. I yeah, know which one I wrestled? But I wrestled in the finals of an open in uh, at South Dakota State. Okay, Monty. Well, besides the list of just mat pack wrestlers in our room every day that goes on and on, um, Alan Freed from Okie State, man, oh. I just couldn't. Yeah, I just—he's the only guy that I ever just, man, I just. <laughs> The only time I just wasn't very confident. <laughs> yep. How about, just, how about Trang Doan? No. Yeah. <laughs> Old Trang. Yeah. Well, well, Trang, Trang was taught. Oh, that's what I was saying. Besides all the guys in our own room over the years, but um, as far as in the competition oh. side of things, uh, I didn't have I didn't have much luck with that man. Yep. I wrestled Henderson once in a national tournament, the guy that's the MMA guy. And I didn't think he was as tough as some of the other guys that wrestled. You know, it's it's funny. You start getting the connections. There was a MMA fight on last night. And I'm going, I got a connection to, you know, this Henderson that wrestling or <laughs> fighting the McGregor before. Okay. Here's the next one. Any habit you learned in wrestling that you still do today? Any habit that what? You learned in wrestling. Like, I'll give you an example. Myself, I still weigh myself every morning <laughs> from wrestling. And and I and I drink water like it's the best tasting thing ever. It's the things I learned in wrestling. Is there anything that you learned in wrestling that you still do today? Well, both the years. Yeah. I weigh myself all the time and and I drink a lot of water every day. And uh, I I like to train. Okay. And I like to study wrestling, yeah. Always. How about you, Monty? Uh, punctual. Ten minutes early. If it's something starts at four or three, it's yep. you're there at uh, ten minutes before. So. <laughs> awesome. You guys, I tell you what, you're great ambassadors for the sport. You guys have done so many great things. Renner's got one thing here. Chad Renner, Milo had the biggest influence on my wrestling clear career uh, wow. than any coach I've ever had. Miss you, Milo. Hey, brother Monty, that's Chad Renner. Yeah. Chad. Tell us, 
Tell us yeah. a Chad Renner story. Thanks, Chad. Wanna, tell us a Chad Renner story. You guys got to have one, either Milo or Monty. Well, or both of you. <laughs> stories I have with Chad that those few years we had to wrestle in high school, I just was like, how the hell do I always get on the same side as Chad? And he was a few years younger, and he was always my toughest match. Um, not really a story, but um, mm -hmm. all our stories from college probably just got to keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine isn't about Chad, but it's about his son. Okay. I was doing a camp. I did camps for Ryan Cringley in West Fargo like 10 years in a row. And uh, Chad's son came to one of those. And he was about six. And he comes up to me and he said, Coach, make me tough like my dad. <laughs> I couldn't. He looked just exactly like Chad, acted like him. I had called him Chad during the whole camp. <laughs> but uh, what a great kid. It was so much fun. I've coached, I don't know, probably 30 sons of dads that I coached. And I've coached one grandson of a dad and son that I coached. So I would like to do more. Yeah. But it's tough nowadays with this stuff. But. Mm -hmm. I would really like to do a camp for Mandan High School someday. Okay. That's where I started. I'd love to get I, you into the I room. I owe them. I owe them a lot. Yeah. I'd love to. Milo, just personal question a little bit. How's your health and your wife and everybody else? Everybody's doing good. Uh, nobody's gotten COVID, and uh, we all got together for Christmas up here. Um uh, Jennifer lives in Maryland, but they all flew out. Jennifer, her husband, mm -hmm. and three kids. So uh, one other thing, Leo is the youngest of five grandsons, and the other four have all wrestled, and he's the last one, so I'm hoping he will. Okay. <laughs> uh, even if he doesn't, uh, he's already – I the main reason I want my – that I wanted Monty to wrestle and my grandsons to wrestle is to get the benefits of the things that wrestling teaches you. That was the most important thing, like discipline and and um, being punctual, like Monty said. And uh, you know all the things that it teaches you. You know, it teaches you how to win and how to lose. You're going to lose sometime. And it, it teaches you to be humble and and uh, accept winning with grace and not be a showboat, which both Monty and I don't like. Mm -hmm. um, but our guys have never done that. You know, they shake hands and walk off. You know, they don't make a big show because someday you wouldn't like that if somebody did that to you. Mm -hmm. So that that is pretty important. But that's that's what I'm after. And uh, I've gotten it with all five so i was pretty lucky that is awesome awesome very good milo i tell you what i i would love to just shake your hand I don't know if i'd want to wrestle you anymore but 
<laughs> and well, you know I'm what? Seventy-five now. I don't think you'd have much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> but but I tell you what, you're a big influence, and you pushed other coaches to be better. And I know that for a fact. My my dad had done anything to just push a mat pack wrestler. Yeah, and to do it because there was competition out there, and he wanted to find the best for his guys too. So, who did he go after? He went after Matt Pack. That's what he was. So it was. It's one of those friendly battles. I tell you what, that is that's awesome. Another good good friend of mine, Bill Schmidt, come on. <laughs> yep, another guys is awesome guys. Uh my last last comments is guys get out there and you know promote the sport. Bill and I could talk a little bit longer. If you guys want to stay on or not, Monty and Milo, it's up to you guys. We're just going to talk just a little bit about North Dakota wrestling, what's going on. Uh, I do thank you guys for coming on tonight, Bill. Yeah, no, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I, I tell you what, what what really stands out to me is is just the humbleness that you guys exude, and and this is. Uh, I, People may not realize. I know a lot of people that are watching do realize, but this is absolute wrestling royalty, and and uh, as humble as it as can be, and have have touched a lot of lives, and and uh, really just a lot of people have been are are thankful to have have been uh, touched by what you guys have done, and both in North Dakota and now it looks like Colorado also. So I thank you for what you've done for the sport. Thanks for the kind words. Definitely. Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame guys in North Dakota, Hall of Fame in my heart, definitely. Hey, we're lucky to have you doing the grappler deal. Well, thank you, Milo. Thank you. Got to do anything. North Dakota needs to get promoted too. People, you know, all the wrestlers need their publicity because they they need to go to the next level. As the coaches take them places, the parents need that, that too. Definitely. Definitely. Okay, all Bill. Right. Tell, tell us about – let's let's go straight to college stuff, Bill. We're going to go on for a little bit. You guys can stick on if you want or you, whatever you need to do. Let's first talk about the Iowa-Minnesota duel. How about that? We're going to go probably another 10, 10 minutes, guys, is what we're going to plan on doing if people are still – That's listening. what you want to talk – thanks, Monty. I got yeah, Well, that's the first thing I want to talk about because – Monty's hey, signing off. So. We can – yep. See you later, Monty. Yeah. Thanks. All right, later. Nope. See you, Milo. Yep, see you, Milo. Thanks for the call. Oh, definitely. Yeah. We'll do it again, Milo. Okay. No, uh, we could go straight to Wisconsin if nothing else. <laughs> I, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm, actually, uh, the uh, the Iowa duel just showed how tough they are, right? We knew how tough they were. It's Spencer true. Lee's, uh, you know, an animal. Uh, they're tough up and down the lineup. Uh, and the only other thing it probably – uh, showed is that Gable Stevenson is, you know, is who he thought he was, right? I yeah. mean, he's he's a he's a beast, and he took it to um, I, Yeah, you know, though, though I I thought that it was possible that Minnesota could win two matches going in. I thought I thought they could have won at fifty seven, uh, and obviously it was a very close match, and that match could go back and forth as the year goes on. They're not going to wrestle a bunch more times, but but uh, you know they they could go that could go the other way the rest of those matches you don't see much changing i do think I, i'm not i wasn't blowing smoke that salzer kid is tough i mean he's i don't i would not be surprised if he, you know that kid finds himself uh, beating a you know a guy like nelson brands later in the year he's going to win some wrestling matches so um the yeah, gophers Brad, actually Brad, have yeah. a, they're going to be down a little bit this year but they have uh two true freshmen in the lineup that are both really salty so yeah. You know that looks good for years to come. So no, I was impressed with with Brands more and more too. Because I I tell you what, I knew it was a tough match, but uh, you know Brands he's got a lot to give yet. I think he's just starting to turn the corner. 
Um, yeah. I, I really think that there's another level with, with Kevin Kemmer, right. You know, weight below him and wrestling all the time. And, you know, I guarantee, you know, he's sitting there wrestling quite a bit with Warner in the room and, and those two are just going to make him better and better. Warner. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, it's good. It's, it's a very, very good team. I, and they took it to the gopher. So there's no, no doubt about it. Okay. How about our Wisconsin? Hey, today the, the Badgers came out, had to put a good duel together against Purdue. Um, and, you know, at, at uh, 100, we'll get to 125 pounds. Uh, you know, that's the number two kid in the country and, and ends up, uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank on his name, but uh, shoulder for Purdue gets, right. and, and but he gets pinned, he gets pinned uh, in the match just before Kyle Burrick comes out to wrestle. So, uh, Berwick, I think, was pumped up, and he he literally went 110 miles an hour for seven minutes. And uh, I, 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 I tweeted out today, I literally think he had the kid broke in 35 seconds. The kid had no <laughs> idea what was going to happen next. He just, Oh, yeah, Barnett, right. right. Uh, thanks, Dave. Um, but he, uh, yeah, Kyle looked good. He just... He just came forward all the time. He was attacking the whole time. Ends up getting a major. His first, his first, uh, you know, D one varsity win, eight uh, zero after riding time. Looked really good. I was, I was, uh, I was very, very impressed. And I, you know, he lost two matches last weekend, but he wrestled the same way. So that kind of tells you that's that's the that's the mentality that Kyle's always had. And he's, you know, he's going. There's going to be more of them. So he's going to have tougher matches as the time goes on too. He's in the Big Ten and and. Um, it's you know every week you're going to be beating your head against somebody tough. So, but I was really impressed. He looked really good. Yep. yep. And, and the and the Badgers came out on top of the duel, so that was nice to see their first home duel of the year. Um, yeah, good to see. Okay, how about the Northern Minot? Just going to pick out a couple ones. Yeah, uh, made the trip to Minot. Um, Northern looked really good. Um, I watched you know, it. They, it was on TV. I did. I didn't yeah. have to go. They had it on. And, yeah, and no, I think they're actually – they may be televising every one of their duels on back. Um, so, yeah, no, they – you know, there was uh, – Northern was uh, – had a little – you know, it had no 97-pounder, so they bumped a 74-pounder up to Russell 97. Um, no, besides that, I think the deal kind of went the way I expected it to. Uh, they looked really good in the middleweights. Um it was kind of, you know, then they had some extra matches afterwards, which is good, like a lot of these. So we saw some North Dakota South the kids in there. We got one thing that you probably didn't see on the TV is we had uh, extra matches. Yeah, two twin brothers wrestled, one from Minot, one from Northern. Landon and Logan Fisher from Rapid City wrestled each other um, in, a, in the match after the duel. So that was kind of fun. Okay. Um, uh, Billy wrestled a match, wrestled a kid from that uh, was a uh, – uh, Davies kid, another North Dakota kid. So, you know, he won, I think Billy won 15 to three. That was a good match. Um, it was good. I mean, there was, oh, Adam DeBoer wrestled the match. Looked great. Okay. Um, yeah, it looked as good as I've seen Adam look. It was great. It, it was fun. It was a fun night of wrestling. Um, gets to be a late night when you're trying to make those trips. But but uh, Northern came out to 3-0, uh, mm -hmm. sitting on top of the, you know, tied, really tied with, uh, you know, Mankato yeah. and, and St. Cloud too. St. Cloud, St. Cloud has one less match than than the other two teams, but they're sitting on top of the dual rankings. So it's good to see. Uh, good to see that uh, uh, out of out of the Rockies guys, and uh, they got on the schedule. Hopefully, it all happens. Things have been getting 
kind of goofy, but um, they Northern will wrestle has uh, Moorhead is coming to Northern this week. So hopefully that one happens. Yes, we will have Aaron Larson on very soon. York, I tell you what, uh, I think he was busy. I had asked him right before Christmas, and we'll get him on because I tell you what, he will. The Valley City's got a great team. They won the won the East, and and that side they will be the number one dual team sitting out there. And so I tell you what, we'll probably face each other. Century and and Valley City should be one heck of a duel. But yeah, we'll have Coach Larson on in the very near future because if he's available. Uh, might be very soon. Might be as soon as maybe Wednesday if he's available. We'll we'll check. We'll check on that. Thanks, guys. I tell you what, they have a nice team. Um, they they wrestled against Lisbon, you know, earlier this year. Lisbon did win that duel, but but uh, Lisbon is probably the number one team in Class B going in. And they took out South Border this weekend. Yeah, you guys don't know that. Catch some scores. You can always go on. Uh, they do a great job. Lisbon promotes really well on Twitter. If you guys haven't seen that. Um, he's he, <laughs> nice comment. He's a farmer. He's always available <laughs> yeah. at this time of the year. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I see Aaron was on. I don't know if he's still in. I I heard a rumor we that uh there may still be a duel this year between uh, Valley City and Carrington Ooh. that may happen. So okay. um, I don't know that for sure, well, but I there was some I, talk about. I didn't look close enough at the results. I did see that Pemina County North beat Carrington. I did. In, Yep. And how yeah, close to close duel, uh, very close duel. Actually came down to the last match and and that match went into overtime. So uh and the uh northern northern uh, Pembina County North kid beat uh number one ranked kid in the state, uh Matthew Dukeshire okay. in, uh, in an overtime headlock or something. It was in overtime. I mean it was, what it was? Know, okay, yeah, it I was okay because I yeah. was funny is somebody put it on live and said this match oh. will determine and yeah. I was watching it, but they didn't have commentary, so I thought that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, that was it. It was in Sun Victory. So at that point, you know, that was it. It was it. But yeah. So, I mean, it wasn't good. Uh, yeah. Matthew was, he may have, he maybe could have wrestled better, but that it's, you know, he let that one go. I don't, I, I, there was some stuff that I, I didn't understand when I watched the match, but we're going to, you know, I don't know. Matthew will be fine. Yeah, okay, and then North uh Pemina or uh Carrington came back and and uh I was a little nervous coming back that true second match because you know they kind of you know you gotta come off a little bit of a downer and you gotta go wrestle that next match and you know wrestling a good team at Central Cast, but uh Carrington looked good. I mean they 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 came out and took care of business in that in that match. So so yeah, it'll be uh those will be and I, I really have to apologize because I do not have the results for region three. I kind of saw some of them come out on Twitter. But I do not know what happened in the Region Three duels. Well, Region uh, Three and Region Four hasn't been determined yet. Okay, though. I thought Region Three had their duel this weekend too. Yeah, because I I had seen it was just Region One and Region Two. But okay, here's it, here's the crazy it, thing. Somebody was saying, well, these are the two that that qualified for the duels, and I thought everybody qualified originally, but uh, well, they must be still determining just taking eight and two from each region. So it class yeah. be kind of decided. Yeah, I guess so. Yep. Yep. You know, that's one thing about these regional dual tournaments. They are not a high school activities association event, right? They're, they're, uh, the regional, they're, just, they're a regional event. Yeah. And then they, they decide who's going just like, you know, for a long time, uh, for a long time, oh, February 6th, that's going to be when the region three region three duels are, you think? Yep. Um, so 
That would be one week before state. That seems like we don't have oh, enough no, of a uh, break. Six, no, it's the 19th oh, no. weekend. No, that's, oh, that's, oh, that'd be 11 days. Yeah, right. 17. Yep, yep, you're right. Right on. Correct. So, um, yeah, we'll find out. I guess no, I know Region 4 goes next weekend on the 29th. They're having their, their – uh, oh, there we go. Carrington versus Valley oh, City. This that's okay. what it is. Yeah, okay. I was kind of thinking that was right, but I um, that must be Tim Miller on. Um, <laughs> he's he would know, and uh, big T. Yeah, so I think uh, yeah, so I I actually believe that some of these North Class B kids out of Region Two are going to get a you know a few more matches here before the state tournament. They're going to get a one more tournament. They're going to get a duel. They're going to duel uh, Devils Lake and West Fargo. And I think this, that Valley City duel, I think, is maybe a triangular. So okay. so those those kids in the this area are going to get a few more matches, and, and it looks to me like they need it. The conditioning looks pretty good. Um, I saw some pretty good matches uh, in the other the other duels that I watched from, from uh, Central Cast. So um, Region 1 looked like, you know, Lisbon must have – Kind of straightened out what they had going on the first time they wrestled South Border. So, well, I I had heard a rumor that they kind of underestimated how good South Border was, and they were they kind of didn't go in with a full head of steam, and yeah. and didn't was it's like we're just going to wrestle them straight up, not think about what's happening, and guess what they they didn't take it, and then all of a sudden, guess what? Now it's, let's take it's too good a squad, too good a coaching yeah, staff to, to let off easy. I'm going to tell you, looking at that South Border lineup, that. After uh, you know a year here or so, you're going to hear nothing but nothing but South Border for five or six years. That's they're, they got a lot of kids in the room and young and young. Yeah, they're really good, really good. So and so then uh, all of a sudden, Velva said or Vel. Oh, the one that I was surprised about is Velva. I thought was going to be the team maybe to beat. People were saying, and I don't see that right now. What do you, you have any opinions about that? I uh, not thought that I've seen. I mean, I you know rug, just rug, I think they were at the rugby tournament last weekend. Or and no, the week, yeah, week before, yeah, week before, and and I saw some good individual results, but not as a full team that I was expecting. Yeah. So I don't know. That's that's the big challenge of this year is where are people really at without having a regional individual and seeing what's going on there could could be right. interesting because there's gonna be some wild cards. Uh, class B is gonna be way different than Class A because you're gonna have two sides. Where you go one versus basically sixteen and not not quite. If you rank to the top eight, a lot will be drawn in. But if you go to the quarters where you go one and eight, you don't know. People could have been upset by then. That eight person doesn't necessarily going to get there in right. some some places there. And in class B, that could be way different too. Yeah, I think they're going to see the top eight draw the rest in. Okay. So, but, oh, you're thinking in the the whole state eight top mm-hmm. eight. Okay, that's what I understand. So region placement, yeah, that could be. Well, crazy. there's no regional tournament, so right um, now, I I think there will be a non-sanctioned region two tournament next weekend. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, you'll have some chances to see some of these kids match up, and we saw some of it this weekend too in the regional the regional duels. But you don't see everybody. We are, were able to see a few more because we were able. To, we had to wrestle the true second match. Carrington was able to see a few more. You know, you got you got those top three teams got to kind of mix it up, but uh, we there was a little bumping, so we didn't see everybody wrestle. Okay, uh, like at one forty-five, we uh, Breckenler did not did not see uh, Horrigan, so that's going to be a okay. You know, that's that's 
I would say the top two kids. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a ranker, but I think they're the top two kids in the state. So <laughs> sure, I'm not it's not it's not official Dakota grappling rankings. That's <laughs> my opinion, and uh, and I think we got two of the top kids in the state at uh, at two twenty. Also, they did not wrestle. So, um, well, what you know. have, what have you seen for total number of matches? The most that you've seen out of one person. Have you seen guys with records? Fifteen, maybe. Fifteen, maybe? Well, maybe. There might have been a. There may have been some twenties this weekend. Okay. Some kids. Uh, I wonder if. I have to have this. I wonder if it's updated. Yeah, I think there may have been, not. I would. Well, at least when I when and I'll say, you know, probably uh, on the Carrington side, uh, because those kids uh, probably had more matches than. Than like the Pemina County North kids, uh, Central Casp maybe has a. Okay. I don't. I don't see any records in here from kids. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's somewhere in that. Okay. You know, sixteen to twenty-one type range, I would say. What's funny? That's old school, like nineteen seventy. Yes, it is. That's that's like what <laughs> I had. That's what we wrestled. And, yeah. and, well, let me look here. I'll. I'll uh, I bet I can get a pretty good idea here. Michael Clifton hasn't missed any matches. Let's see. You know, he hasn't been in the Russellbacks anywhere either, so that doesn't. But he, uh, he probably has. Oh, let's see here. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty-one. Okay, twenty-one. That's that's probably right up there towards towards the top. Like I said, yeah, he well. He, you know, he haven't had those tournaments where there'd been, he hadn't been any tournaments or wrestlebacks. He'd had, he'd been in five man round robins. So, you know, that's you know, going to get you four matches where, you know, a lot of, a lot of times you go to a tournament and you only get three. So, so yeah, he's had, looks like he's had 21, might be a forfeit or two in there, but they're still, they probably still count mm-hmm. matches, I guess. But um, I would say that's kind of the area. How, and the, hey, you guys were Century wrestled Dickinson? Correct. We did we did kind of a roundabout type thing where we we wrestled kind of an unofficial duel and yeah. we kind of mi- mixed and matched a few guys we in there. Century threw in some JV guys even in the varsity match. Okay, and then uh, then we had two mats going at the same time. Then we had JV going the same time as the varsity match, so we just keep calling guys in. And then they went a second time around to try to get a second match okay. with somebody somebody close, and so it just kept rolling. Most everybody got two matches, but Dickinson did it right because then they brought in St. Mary's after we left because they basically cleared us. St. Mary's came in and they did it twice again. Oh, really? And so their wrestlers got like four matches in a day, and I'm going, we don't, we haven't got a chance to wrestle four matches in a day, and I loved it, even though my boy's getting his butt kicked four times probably, but just yeah. everybody else in the team needs those four matches. You know, needs to get one of those days. Because I'm, I'm actually really kind of scared coming to the state tournament. You get four or three or four on on a Thursday, three or four on a Saturday. They're not ready for the four matches again on Saturday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. They could, you know, they have to be prepared mentally and physically. So it's going to be yeah, good. yeah. It'll be it'll be tough. It'll be tough. It's always going to be tough to win the state tournament. So <laughs> not going to be any not going to be any tougher this year than any other year. You gotta you got I mean, it it may feel physically tougher for some kids, but it's it's just hard to win a state title and, sure. and the, the kids that have been putting the work in, uh, in the room are, are going to be the ones that, and, you know, and put it in during the summer. Yep. You know, they're the ones that are going to be standing on the podium and, and, 
And they're still, and those have not been decided yet, right? I mean, they're going to have to go there and fight every match right and to the end. I've said that for years when I've done rankings, is that these rankings are not what happens at state. It's right. It's what it's an opportunity for somebody to say, guess what? We have an opportunity. We're right there. Or guess what? There's guys many years that haven't been ranked that can place. But right. it's just, guess what? Y'all still have to put it together come the state tournament. I've yep. got many guys who were ranked one all year and not win the state tournament, but that is, they were just good at that point. They, but they weren't that, that day. You know, if you yep. rankings, rankings are not a prediction. They're just a ranking. They're, yep. they're, 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 they're a picture of what's happened in the past. So, um, yeah, not the future. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm excited. I think, you know, I think we still got a couple more good weeks of wrestling. I'm, I'm actually, it's the college side has me nervous. You know, we've had Penn state lose a couple of weeks. The state of Michigan just shut down everything or not the state of Michigan, uh, university of Michigan just shut down all athletics. So, you know, they were supposed to do Iowa this weekend or next weekend. And so they're all shut down and uh, we've seen, we've seen a few of these division two teams, you know, with COVID issues, cancel you know, cancel, cancel and stuff. So yeah, that's what, that's probably what, has me pretty nervous. I, I I hope we're doing everything right in the in the state of North Dakota, and we don't have any problem getting to the state tournament, um, and you know, and having just a good weekend in Fargo. So I think that you know the Fargo it's it's going to be a weird tournament. There's no doubt about it. But why wouldn't it be? I mean, everything else has been weird, so uh, it should happen that way, I would guess. Yeah, definitely. So, no, I, I honestly, there's so hey, much. One more thing I do want to mention. I did see some results and there was some great wrestling out in Dickinson. Dickinson state had uh, yep. a quad must've been quadrangular out there. They had, uh, well, they had more than that. They had five teams there. Five, five yep. Five teams, uh, two teams in Montana, Providence and, and Northern Montana state Northern were there. And then uh, Dakota Wesleyan from down in Mitchell. Uh, Jamestown and and of course of course Dickinson and you know that it's it's fun that that lineup with Dickinson lineup is littered with North Dakota kids so it's fun to see those results and I, I've said that in the past I, I it's not a team I don't follow I do we just run out of time to talk about it on here um, it's been a bummer this year because generally uh, Northern we will duel you know so then it kind of gives me a week or two to you know to really pay attention to who you know what what's who's out there and um, you know, and through, you know, the last five years, we've not gone out to the Dickinson open tournament every year, but some kids have gone every year, you know, Billy wrestled it in a couple of years and, you know, wrestled North Dakota kids all and wrestled a Schwagler kid from, you know, Minot that was kind of one of those, that was kind of neat to, I'm naming it for Mandan that was kind of neat to see because right. he was, he was, uh, I don't know, several years older than Billy, you know, Billy was a true freshman and he was, he was seven, you know, so they were like two separate eras almost seemed like it coming out of high school. And they, you know, here they get to meet at a college tournament. And, you know, that was, that was, that was, you know, fun, you know, and he wrestled Sean Elkins at the same tournament, you know, it was, uh, it was good. It was, so it's, it's, it's been a, you know, it was fun to, fun to do that. Um, well, do you understand why NDSU takes the big break on their schedule for wrestling from, you know, I think they were done January 10th and they don't go till February. Well, they were supposed to go to California this weekend. They got they had a COVID issue, so they didn't. That go. was their big thing on their schedule. Okay. Yeah, it was, and it was on the NDSU side because the teams out in California uh, still did wrestle. They had a oh, I think Little Rock, Arkansas, you know, University of Arkansas, Little Rock came out to California and, and dueled with Fresno, Cal, Cal Poly, and Bakersfield, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, NDSU was supposed to be in California this weekend. That's I, I missed that because I'm going. That's a huge break, you know. And I, yep. I knew it on their schedule, but I kind of got canceled at one time. Yeah, that's it's part of the kind of the scariness that we've you know we've been talking about. It's just you just don't know when it could happen, and you hope you hope it doesn't happen in a really bad time, you know, before Big Twelves or, um, yeah, you just got to really you know got to really be careful and and hopefully hopefully getting maybe maybe getting a little COVID in the in the room is is a blessing and you don't have another issue you know through the through the national tournament but okay yeah it'll um yeah as far as you know South Dakota college wrestling I guess the other duel that did happen today was uh St. Cloud went to Augustana and wrestled wrestled Augustana wrestled them tough I watched the duel he got a couple wins yeah, they got uh, they actually got three wins, three wins in, yeah. in really tough weights at forty nine, fifty seven, and seventy four. And uh, you know the forty nine and fifty seven pounders for St. Cloud are ranked uh, one, two, two, three, whatever in the country. So uh, good, good, real good wins. Um, Augie's tough. They're always they're always tough at every weight. They're scrappers, and you know they uh, but St. Cloud's really good. So. Okay. Well, my goal is to get uh, another South Dakota person on probably this week, either probably Wednesday, and then probably I'm going to see if Aaron Larson, I'll, I'll give him a call or give him a message, see if we can get him on. I'd like to hear some stuff about the east side of the state, haven't gone there for a while. Then I wouldn't mind finding in the next short amount of time someone from that northeast corner of the state a little bit, talk some of those Williams County, somewhere up northwest there. Corner, yeah. North, north, well, yeah, northwest corner, somewhere up there. Northeast, I could always get somebody like from Carrington or something. <laughs> I, well, not quite all north northeast, but I could always go. Oh, it would be good to get someone from you know Region Three, Valva, or you yep. know any Williams County or or. Uh, so if somebody's out listening and yeah. want to get on from way up in Region Three, I'd love to have somebody. Delax Burlington. Yep. Uh, that's it'd be nice to get somebody. Even if I could find a way to get rugby in. Uh, somebody, somebody on that side would be awesome to talk. Well, guys, I don't know, Bill. I think I've run the gamut of stuff, but I can always talk more wrestling. Yep. No, it's good. It's just good to have Mont- touch base with Monty and Milo. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's great to have them here. And then, and then, uh, you know, we're getting into that time of the season where we normally would be just ramping up the postseason stuff. And now we're, we're going to kind of try to limp our way into the, <laughs> into the state tournament. I hope it, I hope it goes great. Yep, me too. And then the East West, all those things, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, East West. I don't, I don't even know what to do next. I, I my get my calendar just, you know, my in my mind, I'm thinking, well, it's East West weekend, you know. Yeah, nope, we didn't get that. And then we got, you know, regional duels, which we did get. Um, so, yeah, we're we're gonna uh, we're gonna forge on through and get to the state tournament. Okay. Again, guys, thank you so much for coming to watch. We've been going almost a good two hours again tonight, but do appreciate it. I'll catch the end of that football game. I'm not sure who's winning. If, you know, we got to catch that a little bit. And then, oh, it looks like Kansas City. looks like they're going to run the gamut there. Sorry, Buffalo Bills fans. But uh, we're going to talk wrestling again Wednesday. I'll put some stuff out on social media, and we'll go from there. Everybody, make sure you promote your sport, wrestling. Thanks again for watching. John Gums, Dakota Grappler, and Bill Holton. Guys, thanks again.
Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Dakota Grappler Live, your source for wrestling in the Dakotas. Check us out and subscribe to our webpage and YouTube channel at dakotagrappler.com. Now go promote wrestling.